Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Get ready, Vikings Nation. Welcome to Purple and Gold for Days. Where my friend and yours, Mr. Justin Day dives headfirst into the purple and gold universe, delivering the latest updates and commentary on your favorite team, the Minnesota Vikings. What's going on, everybody? This is Justin from Purple and Gold for Days, and this is a Vikings First and Scold production. We always start where? The NFC North Roundup. Bear down, Chicago Bears beat the Detroit Lions, and it wasn't even particularly close. The Lions led 13-10 to 10 at halftime and didn't score in the entire second half. The Bears, 28-13. to 13. Thank you, Chicago. What does this mean? Well, again, the Lions are now 9-4. and four. The Vikings at 7-6, and six, but we still got both games against Detroit. If we went out, we win the division. It is that simple. It is that simple. And they still have a game against the Dallas Cowboys. So if they continue to lose, we might actually have a margin for error where we don't have to win out and still can get this division in spite of all of the craziness that has been this season. It's still all right in front of us. Thank you to Justin Fields, 223 yards and a touchdown. More six receptions, 68 yards in that touch. Hey, we will take it, though. We will take it. Absolutely. We ain't tripping on however we got to win this thing now. So that's your NFC North Roundup. Hopefully the Packers can lose tonight to make this weekend absolutely perfect. I started it with prepare for takeoff. Justin Jefferson's back. And it was pretty much a short flight. Thank you, Josh Dobbs, for getting your franchise player darn near killed. Okay. I'm going to let Kevin O'Connell 
give his little spiel about what's going on with Justin Jefferson. We'll talk about it and what we expect for this coming Saturday. Because reminder, we play Saturday. We got one less uh, day of rest before the next game. Let's see what Coach had to say. Uh, he's doing pretty well today. And, uh, yeah, it's just a matter of continuing to monitor um, any you know potential things that could arise, but uh, you know what he's like from a standpoint of his ability uh, to get some you know preparation in throughout the week and feel comfortable uh, and ready to go for Saturday will be determined you know as we go here. Translation: He'll play Saturday, and if he doesn't, I will be utterly shocked. As I said in the pregame show on Sunday, I think Justin Jefferson probably would have come back for at minimum the Bears game, if not the Broncos game, had we already had our bye, but that the Vikings kind of got a little too cute and said, all right, let's just, we, we've we been winning. We don't we, we can keep them out another couple of weeks, get to the bye week, and we, we'll be fine. Well, not as fine as you would have liked to be because you didn't get all those games. But Justin Jefferson got hit in the back. They're calling it a chest contusion or some chest pains. Listen, I'm not brave enough or strong enough to be on that football field when he took that shot i thought he had a crack back maybe some crack ribs to be clear they took him to the hospital why because hospitals have better medical facilities more technology more equipment to be able to diagnose stuff so justin jefferson two catches 27 yards okay (laughs) my prediction of him getting 1200 yards despite missing seven games, took a major, major hit. But that's all right. It's not really about him getting, you know, records, this, that, and whatever. We just wanted Justin Jefferson to be out there so we can actually, you know, score some points. Three measly points yesterday. Three measly points. And I don't know that if, I mean, if Justin Jefferson played the whole game, we'd have to think at the very least that we would have gotten in the end zone at least once or maybe would have gotten nine points. Bottom line is this. I don't ever want to see Josh Dobbs on the field again. I'll get to more of that later. But for right now, barring a major setback, I do anticipate Justin Jefferson is going to play. And I think the Vikings are going to be like, all right, we kind of used up the equity of being able to hold him out because we've been winning when they didn't put him in before the bye week. So unless Justin Jefferson absolutely cannot go, I anticipate him going. And I think he's also going to be like, nah, I sat out too many games beforehand. I ain't sitting out anymore. So right off the bat, Justin Jefferson, he's our franchise player. All due respect to other great players on our team like Daniil Hunter and to a certain extent, of course, Kirk Cousins. No, Justin Jefferson is the franchise. He is what Kevin Garnett was to the Timberwolves back in the day, the franchise. But I think he'll be all right. At least I certainly hope so. Josh Dobbs, we said now or never. And apparently it's never. It was a nice story. Vikings traded absolutely nothing to get him. Came in here five days later, led us to victory, and got us another victory the next week. I was talking with Rap on Rapping for Days Sunday night, and he's just like, hey, you know what? I think Denver figured this out. And I said, actually, I think New Orleans figured this out because we didn't do Dilly in the second half against the New Orleans Saints. We barely hung on. We didn't do anything against the Saints. Well, okay, we got one field goal. Big deal. The Josh Dobb gig is up. Keep him in the pocket where he can't hurt you with his legs because he can't throw from within the pocket and he can't throw on the run. Yesterday, he's airmailing guys wide open. Everybody saw TJ Hawkinson and KJ Osborne dropping passes. Yeah, that's true. They did drop one or two on their own volition. I'll give you that. But at the same time, Josh Dobbs, what are you? I don't understand. He looked halfway decent, and maybe it was just because, you know, the gig 
nobody could figure it out and he could run and defenses are playing differently. I don't know. All I know is right now he he just doesn't have it. And not only should he not start a game for the Vikings for the rest of the season, he should be the third string quarterback if I'm if you're asking me. I've already made my stance on Jaron Hall clear. I think he should be the starter. But I understand why Kevin O'Connell's doing what he's doing. We'll get back to both of those in just a second. But the Rocket Man has crashed down to earth. It's over. It's done. El Finito. Sayonara. Au revoir. Yeah, Josh Jobs. I'm trying not to get too whatever about it because I understand to a certain extent why KLC decided he wanted to go with Josh Jobs. KLC embodies the quarterback that had the mind but didn't have the physical abilities. You know, if you could put KLC's mind into Josh Dobbs or heck, even Kirk Cousins for that matter. You can put KOC's mentality, his mindset into a guy like Kirk Cousins, oh, you'd have a super quarterback. You can put it inside of Josh Dobbs. It's ridiculous. But having said all that, where I'm going with this is simply this. KOC probably sees a little bit of himself. Tyler mentioned this. Uh, I was mentioned on a couple other shows, and I've, I've said the same thing for about a week or so, that KOC probably sees a little bit of himself in Josh Dobbs, and that's why he wanted to give him absolutely every opportunity that he could. And luckily, it did not cost the team yesterday, but it came pretty, pretty doggone close. Three points. Punt, 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 punt. Oh, my God. Missed field goal. Punt, punt, punt. Field goal. Pooch punt. What was that, by the way? Pretending like you're going to kick a field goal. I was just like, they're not going to try this because this is just the dumbest idea. They should have just gone for it by the time this pooch punt. They got the return yardage. You should have just gone for it to try to end the game. But nevertheless... Josh Dobbs will always have Atlanta. We'll always have the ATL wing. We'll always have that one win against the Saints. You know what? We all hate the Saints and the Falcons because they took us out in uh, 2009 and then 1998. So we're going to get, thank you for helping us get them back this many decades later. But it was a nice story. Again, it's not like the Vikings traded a first round pick for this guy and it ends up being a bust. You know, you traded next to nothing for him. When you traded a first-round pick for Sam Bradford and you only got 16 games out of him, it's just like, wow, we gave up a first-round pick for a guy who was injury-prone, and we had him for, like I said, 17, 16 or 17 games. That's it. So you didn't lose anything by getting Josh Dobbs here other than time. Time you could have been given Jeremy Holmes Hall. But, yeah, he got hurt. But at the end of it, thanks for the memories, such as they were, Josh. Carousel of quarterbacks continues. I can tell you right now, in no uncertain terms, it will be Nick Mullins who starts this Saturday against the Cincinnati Bengals. Why? Because he's Kirk Cousins light, which I said two weeks ago was one of the reasons I didn't want him because he's the safe play. He's safe. He can run the offense. Yes. Did he look better than Josh Dobbs? Yes, he did. He could run the offense. He can actually anticipate some throws once in a while and occasionally drop a, a, a dime in the bucket. That's all well and good. And some will say that if you run there, run out with Nick Mullins for the last four games of this season, and your defense continues to play that you, the way you play, we can win some games. Yes, in the regular season. And yes, if you get matched up with the Detroit Lions in the wild card weekend, you can win that game. And maybe if you get matched up with the Packers, you can win that game too. But going on the road to Philly, Dallas, or San Francisco, you ain't getting anywhere with Nick Mullins. You ain't getting anywhere with Nick Mullins. But having said that, for right now, that's who KOC is going to go with because that allows him to run the offense the way he could run it with Kirk Cousins. He's not going to run it as good as Kirk Cousins. I mean, doesn't take an idiot to figure that out. But for now, I would still rather go Jared Hall because I'd rather see what this guy, this kid has. I think he has some, a slightly higher upside. He probably does have a lower floor than Nick Mullins does, and Nick Mullins is probably not going to. But let's not pretend again, as I've said, Nick Mullins, he's prone for turnovers too. 
27 touchdowns in his career, 23 interceptions. Let's not pretend that Nick Mullins is ultra conservative. No, he's a gunslinger. And if he starts slinging it to Justin Jefferson and Addison and company, and we start winning some games and our offense actually starts scoring more points, I'll take this back or I'll, I'll say I was wrong. And again, I am somewhat biased because I want to see what Hall has so that we know going into next season what we got. Because that's just me. But as fans, we can be forward thinking. I'm not suggesting, and people just say, why do people still want the Vikings to tank? The tanking was out the door when you beat San Francisco. So we can stop this tanking nonsense. Uh, I'd rather just lose the last four games, be seven and 10 to get the highest draft. We can. No, no, not at this point. Was there a point to be made that if you lost to San Francisco and started off two and five, trade off your pieces and just let Mahomes Hall play and just see where the chips fall? Yes, we're well past that. That ship has sailed. That carousel is long. That carousel has moved off of the lot and a new carousel has been put in its place. Okay, so no. And by the way, for the let's just call him Kirk's names, playing Jared Hall doesn't mean you're tanking. That doesn't mean you're tanking. Tanking would be putting Justin Jefferson in IR. It would have been trading away players like Daniil Hunter and Harrison Smith or finding a way to conveniently make sure that they sit out. No, there is nothing about what the Vikings can do the rest of the season that can be in any way called a tank. Yes, there is a line between going for it and tanking, and it's called taking a step back. It's too late to take a step back. You're full go at this point. Do I think that Jaron Hall, if he, under the tutelage of Kevin O'Connell this season and watching all these guys, minus the time he was concussed, has a little bit more to offer because he can scramble. And, yeah, accuracy, he doesn't have what Nick Mullins has. Not that Nick Mullins has a ton of accuracy. He's not Kirk Cousins, like I said. But I'd rather go Hall. But that's not what coaches do. Coaches don't do, hey, we're going to play this guy for the last four games of this season, and wherever we end up, we end up that we know what we have going forward. That's not what coaches do. That's not what general, well, general managers might, but that's not what coaches do, and that's not what owners do. And most importantly, it ain't what players do. I think that there is a part of Kwesi Dofamensa that probably wanted Kevin O'Connell to play Jaron Hall so he could figure out what he's got. But going to the other 53 guys in the locker room and saying, hey, now that Josh Dobbs is done, we're going to go with the kid and see what he's got. When you're in a playoff position, that wouldn't fly very well. So I've given up the ghost. Now, I will say this. I would not give Nick Mullins the leash you gave Josh Dobbs. Will Kevin O'Connell? Probably, because that's what he does. He gives everybody a long leash. See Ed Donichel. See Alexander Madison. See Josh Dobbs. He gives everybody a long leash. So sans Nick Mullins completely crapping the bed and throwing four interceptions and assuming he doesn't get hurt, he's going to be the starter against the Bengals. He's going to be the starter against the Detroit Lions. Now, if we tank both of those games, and I don't mean tank, I just mean we get our butts handed to us, and at that point we'd be, what, seven and eight on our last legs. I don't think we'll see Hall until week 18 at best. If the Vikings are out of it or if they've already clinched and they can't move or improve their playoff positioning, yeah, then you rest Mullins and you let Hall play. But for right now, what I want more than anything, since I can't have Jaron Hall as the starting quarterback, what I want more than anything is I want him to be the backup quarterback. So that way, if Nick Mullins gets hurt or if Nick Mullins doesn't have it and KOC actually gives his quarterback who's not performing very well a quick hook, I don't want to see Josh Dobbs back out there. I want to see Jaron Hall back out there. That's me. Now, some would say, you're crazy. Kevin O'Connell would never do that. He's going to. Yes, I know. Coaches play for one game at a time. Owners play for one game at a time. 
I'm just saying who here really wants to see Josh Dobbs again. If Nick Mullins gets hurt or if he stinks up the joint, you really want to go back to Josh Dobbs. We've already seen that Josh Dobbs ain't got it. We already know that. So yeah, when we come out Saturday and Nick Mullins is the starter, Jeremy Mahomes Hall better be the backup quarterback or, or we riot. Okay. That's not something worth riding over, but you get the drift. Jeremy Mahomes Hall needs to be the backup quarterback. He needs to be the one that goes in. If Josh Dobbs, Josh Dobbs ain't going to do any good anymore. It was a, it was a nice run. It was a nice run. It really was. Hall better be the backup or I'm not going to be happy. But that's just me. Let's get to some positivity. This defense. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Brian Flores, we have tossed him as many flowers as I can. But this defense. Now, mind you, the Vegas Raiders are terrible. Aiden O'Connell is terrible. But I don't care. You go on the road in the NFL in the year 2023 and you pitch a shutout. With all of the rules that favor the offense, I don't care who you play. Yes. Did we go into Kansas City and shut them out? No. Did we go into Buffalo, shut them out, Philadelphia, shut them out? No. Okay. We understand that. But it is what it is. You can't control what other teams are. All you can do is control what you can control. And they controlled that game defensively to the nth degree. Period. Point blank. Brian Flores, he will be a head coach next season. And if he's not so much the better for us, but there's no reason he shouldn't be. I don't care that, you know, he's got this lawsuit against NFL and owners my black. If there's not an owner that could use Brian Flores on their team, but is not going to hire him because, you know, they stick in the old good old boys club, then they're idiots. Okay. And I'm not suggesting that I hope that that's what happens because, you know, that's kind of a, a jerk thing to do to hope that the guy can't get a job just so you can keep him. But I hope Brian Flores is our defensive coordinator for many years to come or at the very least next year. I mean, I'm we, we don't stand in the guy's way of getting a job opportunity. But man alive, this defense was so trash last year. 31st out of 32 teams. They're a top five defense right now. I can't believe I'm saying that. Now, again, look at the schedule that they've played. You know, they play Denver, Chicago, Vegas, and it's going to be a good test on the road against Cincy next week. That's for sure. I don't care who their starting quarterback is, whether it's Joe, uh, Joe Burrow, which is not going to be, whether it's Browning or Joe Bag of Donuts, it's going to be a test. Jamar Chase on the other side of the field. That's the other reason I say Justin Jefferson is going to play. You think he's not going to want to go up against his buddy? Uh, yes. But anyway, I digress. Defensively, Ivan Pace Jr. should be NFL uh, defensive player of the week or NFC defensive player of the week, excuse me. Josh Metellus, this guy is a man-child back there in the secondary. The Vikings got a steal 
by signing him to a two-year extension when they did because he would have cost them a bucket load more money if they had waited. So for anybody want to say Quazy doesn't know what he's doing like ever, okay, he got that one. You got to give Quazy that one. Bynum has been spectacular. Here's the thing about the, the safety room. We all thought that we hoped that uh, Brian Flores would be able to reignite Harrison Smith the same way that Mike Zimmer did. Harrison Smith is the third guy. And it's great when you have a Harrison Smith as your third safety because you know you got something going on, okay? But when you're talking that Harrison Smith, yeah, he hasn't made as many splash plays, and he hasn't gotten home to the quarterback. We saw him blitz a couple of times yesterday. ended up being run plays most of the time anyway. But the fact is is that you have the best safety tandem in the NFL right now, particularly if you're going to go three deep. Three deep, no. There's no team that's got three better safeties than the Minnesota Vikings right now. You still got Daniil Hunter, who unfortunately didn't get credit for that sack. DJ Wanham again. <laughs> and now DJ Wanham's been playing better, and I got to give him his props. But we've always been saying DJ Wanham's a guy where all of his teammates move, make the quarterback move right into him. And for darn sure, that was the case yesterday. But I'm not knocking DJ Wanham. Hey, Mr. DJ, turn that music up. Uh, again, Ivan Pace, his delayed blitz was just absolutely outstanding. Again, Ivan Pace, uh, undrafted rookie free agent. What else can you say about this young man? He has taken over the green dot since the injury of Jordan Hicks. Hopefully Jordan Hicks can get back for the last couple of games of the season. I'm I, Again, uh, Kevin O'Connell made mention of it today that hopefully he'll be able to get into his practice window. I'm going to say it like this. The, the first game he possibly is going to be on the field is the Green Bay game, and I think that's still a stretch. But having said that, Ivan Pace in this defense hasn't missed a beat without Jordan Hicks. And if we can get him back for a playoff run, the, the phrase that I have up there, championship level, is this a championship level defense? It's per, near pretty close. Not quite ready to say it yet. I need to see it against some better competition, a little bit better. I'd love to see them put a hurting on the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff, and then, we got, and then I'll say we got something. I'll say we got some at this point. And again, they started off slow. Remember, the first five games, they, they weren't the way they are now. But for the last eight games, they've been on a tear. Do I think, and this is a little bit of a stretch, but I heard this one earlier. Well, you know, can Nick Mullins be Trent Dilfer? And can this defense be the Ravens defense? Okay, slow down. <laughs> okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Slow down a minute. Let's slow down. This defense is playing outstanding. It has improved light years from where it was last year. But I'll remind people that Baltimore Ravens defense had been building itself up for the for three years prior to their Super Bowl run. And again, I'm not taking away from Brian Flores. I've thrown him his flowers. I'm not taking away from the players on this defensive side of the football. They don't have a whole lot of detail. Harrison Phillips is nice. And again, good luck to him on the Walter Payton Man of the Year uh, competition that he's in. But this is Brian Flores utilizing pieces in a way <laughs> that a lot of coaches can't do, not the least of which is Ed Donichel. Okay, now I know you've changed out a couple of players. You got Ivan Pace again. Okay, that's fine. But is this a championship level defense? Yeah, maybe. Again, I've made my stance on Kirk Cousins clear, but boy, can you imagine this team if Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins hadn't missed all the time that they've missed the way this defense is playing right now? But alas, woulda, coulda, shoulda doesn't do you any good. I'm just saying right now this defense can carry you. This defense can carry you for the last four games of the regular season. So just get some competent quarterback play, which is why they're going to go with Nick Mullins, because they're just looking for competency. They're looking to win games defensively. But I cannot express enough good things about this defense and Brian Flores in particular. Take a bow. Hopefully, for your sake, you'll get a coaching job next year, Brian. But if not, we're here for it. Lesson learned? No. He didn't learn his lesson. Head coach Kevin O'Connell.
did not learn his lesson. Well, we did all kinds of studying in the tape in the bye week, and Josh was in the building the whole bye week. He didn't go on vacation, and we looked at the playbook, looked at the tape. And I'm like, stop talking about looking at tape. It gives me nightmares of Leslie Frazier and Christian Ponder. Okay? Kevin O'Connell, I have tried really hard to give you the benefit of the doubt. And at the end of the day, by the way, he is the fastest coach in Vikings history to get to 20 victories. So on one hand, it's like, I want to praise the guy. But on the other hand, it's like, you've missed so many opportunities. And even last year, there were times where I said Kevin O'Connell outsmarted himself in Detroit where you have first and goal from the three and you try to have Dalvin Cook do a jump pass. It's not necessary to do that sort of thing. My biggest problem with KOC is he's too loyal. And I've said this a couple times, but I'm going to say this here again, and I'm going to add to it a little bit. You were too loyal to Ed Donashell. Some would argue too loyal to Alexander Madison, and you were too loyal to Josh Dobbs. And as I said earlier, I, I think he sees a lot of himself in Josh Dobbs, and he wanted to be the guy that says, ha-ha, everybody else gave up on you, but I didn't. And that's half stolen from Tyler on Vikings versus Gold. Half. But the point is, Kevin O'Connell, you, you, you can't keep doing this. You didn't bench players when they kept turning the ball over the way you said you were going to. You had an opportunity to make this game somewhat palatable. After the first quarter, anybody would have brain knew that Josh Dobbs didn't have it. It was done. It was over with. There was nothing to be gained. So I'm not saying pull the plug on the guy in the first after the first quarter. He hadn't turned the ball over, but the offense hadn't done anything of consequence. I, I can't remember how many times he got sacked in the first quarter. He's running backwards. Our net yardage was like minus two, but he should have taken him out at halftime. Should have walked into the locker room, say, hey, boys, Josh, you're going to have to sit this the rest of this out. Nick, go ahead and get warmed up. Guys, we're making a change here. So let's rally behind the new quarterback. Let's let's put our thinking caps on and let's hit the reset button. It was 0-0. It ain't like you were down, and it ain't like you were up. It, it was 0-0. Change him out at halftime. But alas, moving on. I've said this before. I will say this again. Kevin O'Connell. I, I, I like you. I like the culture you've established. I like the fact that you're not the tyrant. But what I don't like is that you're the you're the parent that wants to be the kid's friend. And it's time. this has got to stop. You got four games left. It is go time. You've done good cop routine. It's time to be bad cop. It's time to say enough is enough. And I know maybe you don't have it in your DNA to be that kind of guy. But you got to be somewhere in the middle if you can't be that kind of guy. I'm not saying go Mike Zimmer on the bit. I'm saying you need to be somewhere halfway between what Zimmer was and what you've been so far. And again, somebody's like, Justin, he, um, he's he got 20 wins in how many games? Okay, that's great. And football's about winning. I'll grant you that. But you only got away with a victory yesterday because you are playing a garbage team in the Vegas Raiders. Three points for an offensive-minded head coach. How many air mail passes? Forget about the fact that he threw a hospital ball, as everybody's called it, to Justin Jefferson and got your franchise player knocked out the game in, what, the second quarter, I believe it was. Put that aside for a second. The rest of his passes were just so bad. He's short-hopping guys. He's airmailing guys. It was third and seven. He had Jalen Naylor out in the flat, and he threw it three feet above his head. That was a Josh Freeman-like pass. That was a Josh Freeman-like performance. I said this in my reaction video yesterday. This is one of the top three worst games I've ever watched as a Viking. The Josh Freeman game on Monday Night Football. Now, well, that one wasn't so bad. They at least scored a touchdown. It was on a punt return. Offense didn't do anything that game. Uh, the other game was the uh, Spurgeon win game. Which one? I don't know. Take your pick. 
the Joe Webb playoff game where after one drive, he was absolutely atrocious. The Tavares Jackson uh, Thursday night football game in 2000 and was it 2006 or 2007, where the only t- uh, score of that game was nine to seven loss to Green Bay. <laughs> and the only touchdown was a Fred Smooth pick six of Brett Favre. No, that was 2006. That's 2006, I do believe. But anyway, that is the pantheon of horrible games that Sunday's game goes into. It was that bad. Josh Freeman level bad. Tavares Jackson level bad. Joe Webb level bad. Spurgeon Wynn level bad. And you kept this guy in until nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. I get it. None of these guys are Kirk Cousins. None of these guys are anything but backup quarterbacks or a rookie quarterback who we don't know who or what he is yet. I understand that. You're not working with the best materials. But at some point, you should have pulled that guy a lot sooner. Three points. I get it. Oh, Greg Joseph missed a field goal. He should have had six. That's damning him a faint praise. If you say we should have had six points and not three. I'm just saying, KLC, come on. It's time to go. It's go time. It's go time. I'd rather you go with Jeremy Holmes Hall, but I understand that you're a coach and you want the best. You want the safest play. All right. You've you've decided to go. Well, he hasn't. Make no mistake about it. He already knows that he's going to start Nick Mullins. This nonsense of waiting till Wednesday. Okay, fine. You don't want to give a competitive advantage. Fine. I don't care. I don't care. He already knows he's going with Nick Mullins. He already knows that unless Nick Mullins absolutely stinks up the joint, that he's going to go with him the rest of the season. As I said earlier. If you're going to go with Nick Mullins, fine. But Jaron Hall needs to be the backup quarterback and not the third-string emergency quarterback. I don't want to see Josh Dobbs out there again. You went with the guy probably a week too long. Again, I, I wouldn't have started him this past week. That's not hindsight. I said it before. I'll say it again. Josh Dobbs, his run is over. KOC, you have been saved by Brian Flores and the performance of your defense. That's not going to be sustainable for forever. I talked about a championship-level defense. Absolutely. I believe that to an extent. But that doesn't mean you can expect them to hold teams to less than 10 points every week. They're not the Ravens' defense of 2,000 that barely let up 10 points a game. They're not that good. Okay? So, Kevin O'Connell, I'm just going to say this. You really should have beaten the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders by more than 3-0. You should have beaten the Bears. You should have beaten the Broncos. For right now, anyway, I'm not ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater just yet. I know there's some people that are already like, hey, fire Kevin O'Connell and hire Brian Flores. Said, okay, let's not get carried away. That's a little recency bias. And by the way, Brian Flores can be as good as he is because he's not the head coach. Okay? It's always easy. I said this the other day. It's always easy when you're looking at the captain of the ship and your head coach and you're looking at his first officer who is his opposite uh, team coordinator. Ah, Fired a captain and let the first officer become the new captain. Okay, well, it's not quite that simple. And sometimes you're a better defensive or offensive coordinator than you are a head coach. I'm not saying that that's the case with Brian Flores, but what I'm saying right now is Brian Flores is in a perfect opportunity to just be able to be the general of the defense. So, Kevin O'Connell, you're not going to have Flores for forever, and he's not going to be able to cover up all of your warts. So straighten up and fly right, as my mom would tell me all the time. Straighten up and fly right. Yeah, it's a great song. And it's a great mantra to say, hey, you got to get this right. Get this right, KLC. Get it right. Playoffs. Talking about playoffs again. Playoffs. Yes. We're going to talk about the playoffs for as long as we can, baby. As long as we can. 
So the Minnesota Vikings still are in the sixth seed. And regardless of what happens tonight with the Green Bay Packers, they will remain in the sixth seed because, again, the Vikings have the tiebreaker as of this moment uh, with the Packers. So let's just call that uh, for what it is. They're seven and six. I've said it last week. I'll say it this week. You need to get to 10 wins. You get to 10 wins. You're in. You win all. You get to 11 wins. You win the division. But. Putting aside the division, just to get into the playoffs, you need three more wins, and that's like 98% if you win three more games. As long as that one is not to the Packers. And even then, I think we would still have it over them because of conference record. I mean, if they have spent well, if they lose tonight, it's a whole other stand. But we got a lot of stuff happening for us this week. Seattle lost. The Rams lost. So now you're a full game ahead of those guys, and you've got better conference records. So you're in good shape. Now, again, Philadelphia is technically the five seed. Dallas is technically the two seed at the moment because Philadelphia doesn't have a good of division record, I believe, as it doesn't matter. Philadelphia, if they win their last three, they win the division. Even if Dallas wins their last three, if they both go, excuse me, last four, uh, if they both go uh, 14 and three, uh, Philly will retake them. At this moment, Dallas has the tiebreaker, but. Philly can catch him just by winning out. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay has managed to get back to the four seed, which is actually not the worst thing for the Vikings because it knocks both Atlanta and New Orleans into wildcard spots. And we got tiebreakers on both of those guys. So you really, realistically, if you can win three games, you're probably going to get in as long as one of them is against the Packers, regardless of what the Packers do tonight. You win three games, you got about a 75% chance of making the playoffs. You win four, it's about 98%. You really can't screw this up. You might be able to get, you might, depending on how other things go, be able to get into the playoffs with just two more wins to get to nine and eight. I'd rather we not take that chance, but they're in good shape. And like I said earlier, as has been said all day, we still have a shot at this division, as ridiculous as that is. <laughs> we still got a shot at this division. Thank you, Kylie, for joining me today. Please follow me on YouTube, Purple and Gold for Days. And for now, Skull to the next episode. You're listening to Purple and Gold for Days, a Vikings First and Skull production. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Thanks for listening.